Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. We're here to give you the motivation, the inspiration and to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Do not forget, tune in every Monday and Wednesday for mindset, attitude, personal performance and business growth content. And of course, every Friday when we do our Friday five-minute fix. Subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. Okay, so today we are posing the question, who is the boss? Are you the boss? You might think you're the boss because you run the business. Are you the boss? Are you the boss of you? Are you the boss of your life? Are you the boss of your business? I'm going to give you a clue for the rest of the next 20 minutes. No, you're not. You are not in control at all. Do you know what is in control? Your pesky unconscious. And for the purposes of this podcast, I want you to separate the two, okay? Conscious and unconscious. If you've come across these two terms, great. If not, just understand it's conscious is you, the thinking part of you, the problem solving. It's that little voice you have in your head, the little conversation you have with yourself, etc. when you're consciously thinking, okay? Cognitively problem solving. The unconscious takes care of everything else in the background. Here's the thing. Bruce Lipton first, uh, or I became first aware of these statistics through uh, Bruce Lipton, and that was this. The unconscious is 40 times faster than the conscious. It's one million times more powerful and it's also responsible for 95 to 99% of everything you think, feel and do. 95 to 99% of everything you think, feel and do is unconscious. It runs the show. It is the boss. You to all purposes are a passenger in this. The unconscious is playing out patterns of behavior that it's learnt over the course of your life in terms of the experiences you've had, the teachings you've had, what you've witnessed in your life. Your brain then, your unconscious brain gets conditioned with these. And then as the world unfolds, as you move through life, your unconscious then goes into these vaults and pulls out what it considers to be appropriate thoughts, feelings, and actions that correlate to what it thinks or what it's learned, I should say, because the unconscious doesn't think. You do the thinking. The unconscious doesn't do the thinking. The unconscious, literally like a computer, you put something in and it throws something out. And it interacts with the external world independent of you based on its pre-programming. What that means is, is that you are on autopilot. You think you're living your life. You think you're taking action. You think you're doing what you're doing right now. However, up to 99% of it is not you, it's your unconscious. Even when you're most cognitive, when you're most alert, when you're most like, this is me, when you're learning a new uh, skill, for example, learning to drive a car for the first time, or learning a computer skill for the first time, or learning, I don't know, juggling or anything, in those moments, you're very conscious, okay? But even then, you're still 95% unconscious. So even when you're most cognitive, you're 95% unconscious. And in fact, when you're learning to do juggling, for example, learning to, do, uh, to drive, obviously it's the unconscious that's actually learning to drive. 
So your instructor teaches you, tells you what to do, then you practice it, and it's the practicing of driving that embeds that knowledge, embeds that data into the unconscious so that when you drive in the future, you call upon that. So we know that actually, you know, when you first learn to drive, you're not a very good driver. Then you unconsciously become very competent. And if something jumps out in the road, you'll swerve the car, hit the brakes, you'll do some kind of defensive maneuver, and you won't even be aware that any of this is going on until it's already happened. You know, you'll hit the brakes, and then you'll be aware that you've hit the brakes. You'll swerve, and then you'll be kind of playing catch-up yourself. This is like when you trip over ice. If you slip on ice, you slip, you fall on your ass, your hands go down, your body does a whole lot of things. You're unconscious. It does a whole lot of things whilst you're slipping to prepare you for that landing, okay? Keeps your head up straight. The hands go down with a big slap to break the fall. It's doing all kinds of other things, releasing that adrenaline and other bits and pieces to help you with injury, etc. It's doing all of that unconsciously. You fall flat on your ass and you look up and say, what the hell happened? Right? Like you've just woken up out of a deep sleep. Because you are in a deep sleep, the unconscious is ruling the show. You are merely observing it unfolding on the most part. Unfold, it's unfolding, life's unfolding, business is unfolding, and your unconscious is doing all the actions and taking all the actions and it's reacting in certain ways. It gives you certain outcomes and then you're just witnessing those outcomes on the most part. Anything you're doing where you're competent, anything you do on a regular basis, you've built those conditioned habits with, 99% is unconscious. When you're driving your car, you're mostly unconscious. And in fact, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're useless at driving. So the unconscious can happily drive your car down the motorway and it can also be aware of what's going on in the car. It can be aware of the radio. It can do, it can have loads of other thoughts popping around. You can, you're there daydreaming away. You're not even present, okay? The unconscious is taking all this data in, crunching, 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 crunching all this data, okay? And you know, if you suddenly like miss your, your turning or your junction because you've just daydreamed off or whatever it might be, suddenly you kind of wake up. Right, because the unconscious is the one that's been driving. More often than not, if you're driving a familiar uh, road, you drive blindly on the, on the on the motorway. Not literally, but you're there. You're just thinking about work and you're thinking about life and you're having little thoughts in your head and everything else. The unconscious is driving the car. You might do ten junctions on the motorway, which you do every day of the week, go to work, and literally you kind of wake up just before the junction you come off at. That's your unconscious, right? Your unconscious is there driving away. It knows exactly where it is. It sits there, gives you a little nudge. We're coming off now, bang. Now, let's say we take you, we put you in another country in a car on the wrong side of the road, as we would see it over here, okay? On the other side of the road, different rules, different regulations, different car, different set of road signs and laws and everything else. Now what happens? You, you start, you're, you're, you're driving consciously. Now how shit at driving are you in those circumstances? Because you're thinking, where's the gear knob? Where's this? Where's the car coming from? You're doing the thinking. Does this make sense? And you become a terrible driver in that moment. Even then, when you're still a terrible driver, you're still mostly unconscious. Does this make sense? It's just your unconscious hasn't learned how to do it, so it's relying more heavily on the conscious to do the problem solving because that's what conscious does. Your conscious is the problem solving, the problem solving. But we've already said, the unconscious is 40 times faster. So as far as the unconscious is concerned, the conscious is so slow. But it's doing this problem solving. You're having these thoughts. Where are the cars? Where's that roundabout? Where should I put my car on the road? Just like you were learning to drive the first time around. 
That's problem solving, okay? And you're a terrible driver in that moment until once again you become unconsciously competent again. The unconscious takes over, you go off and daydream away and everything is as it should be. This is what's happening in your life. You're daydreaming your way through your life, but you think you're actually living your life, but you're not. You're a passenger in your own life because the unconscious is the one that's driving your life. So in this podcast, I wanted to give you a couple of inroads, given the time we've got, on number one, explaining the problem when you're trying to create any kind of personal change. So we want to change the world out there, the external world, but we can't do what we need to do to create that change because we've got our own inner blocks and everything else. So for example, I'll sit there and say to most new business owners, get out there and start selling. And most business owners, they know they should sell. They kind of want to sell, but they're still not selling because of these unconscious barriers and blocks. So we know the unconscious is the boss, because if you were the boss, you would do selling. In fact, if I gave you an employee today and said, right, you can get this employee to do absolutely anything you want them to do to grow your business, and I then said to you, right, your business needs to do sales, the first thing you do is go back to that intern or go back to that person I've given you, and you say, right, get on the phone and do some sales, or go out networking, do some sales, or go out and do whatever. All the shit you don't want to do. So you would delegate that to someone else. What that means is, is that you know it's important to your business, you want it done, you probably wish you could do it yourself, but however, you still find it almost excruciatingly painful to do it because the unconscious is the one that needs to be sold and bought in on this. It doesn't matter that you're bought in. It doesn't matter that you know what you should do. If, if all that mattered was we just needed to know what to do and then we would do it, we would all have six packs, we'd all be healthy, we'd all have amazing relationships and we'd all be bloody millionaires in business. Because I can tell you what to do, but you still won't do it. Personal trainers the world over banging their head against brick walls because they're giving their clients perfect training plans and eating regimes and they're still not doing it. The person that comes to them, they want to lose weight, want to get healthy, they want to be fit, they want to follow the plan, but they're still not following the plan because guess what? They're only 5% of the equation, if that, okay? And their lone voice, you know, the unconscious is one million times more powerful. So their lone voice that says, wouldn't it be good if we were eating healthy? Wouldn't it be good if I was doing sales? Wouldn't it be good if I just did shit that made me happy? Wouldn't it be good if I could let go of this guilt or whatever it might be? That's one voice to a million voices from the unconscious that shout back, stop fucking with things. This is how it's always been. This is how it always will be. You get completely tidal waved. That one little thought of, wouldn't it be nice if we just did this? and the unconscious comes steamrolling in. Does this make sense? So the bottom line is really simple. You are not the boss, the unconscious is the boss. It's just not the boss of your business, it's the boss of your, your entire existence. And you cannot get out of that. It's biology, it's how we're built, it's how the brain is built. We cannot get out of that trap. So once we acknowledge that the unconscious is the boss, we are then faced with the task of how do I create change in my life? Well, here's the thing. 40 times faster, a million times more powerful, and responsible for 95 to 99% of everything you think, feel, and do. This would be like you trying to catch a 100-mile-an-hour elephant and wrestle it to the ground if you thought you could somehow just make your unconscious do something. So there's a whole wave of people out there with the you know, JFDI, just fucking do it stuff, you know? Just literally get up and do it. Don't think about it, just go out and do it. Well, guess what? If you have an unconscious that's a get up and just kind of do it unconscious, then that's what you'll do. And the books and that out there, and the people out there spouting this stuff, whether they know it or don't know it, actually what they're doing is exactly the same as what I'm doing, which is they're repro reprogramming the unconscious to react and act in different ways. If it was a case of just JFDI it, 
right? I could write a book on a post-it note that just said, just fucking do it. And every time you felt something like, you know, every time you said I should go to the gym, just do it. Every time you think I shouldn't do something, just don't do it. Um, that would be the book. But why are these books like 280 pages long? Why am I listening to people on audio books for hours at a time, even though they're saying just fucking do it? You know, don't 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 get too caught up in motivation. Don't get too caught up in the personal development kind of stuff and that. Just get on and do it. Just take action because you take action, then you build the habit of taking it. Well, they're right. They're 100% right. The reason the book's 280 pages long, by the way, is because actually what they're doing, whether they know it or don't know it, is they're selling the concept to your unconscious. Not to you. You already want to do shit. I, you know, I already want to go out and hit the gym and do this and do more sales and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I already want to do that, so I don't need to be sold on that shit. My unconscious, however, needs to be re-educated. So when I read a book for 280 pages that talks about case studies and tells me about the neurosciences in the brain, it tells me how it works and then gives me loads of supporting documentation about why it's so good to just fucking do it and everything else, what, I'm, what they're doing is they're reprogramming my unconscious just enough to get a foot in the door so that when I get a just fucking do it opportunity, Maybe I'll remember the book. I'll cross-reference the book unconsciously. The thought will pop into my head unconsciously that says, maybe I should just fucking do it right now. And then that thought comes up and then you get your foot in the door and you do the action and maybe we can start creating momentum from there. Does this make sense? So I go back always a stage before, always a stage before. I'm telling you now, anyone that just says to you, just be happy, doesn't understand what happiness is. Anyone that says, I'll just give up smoking, doesn't understand how addiction is. Anyone says, I'll just give up eating sugar, doesn't understand it. I mean this. Anyone that says to you, I'll just go and do some sales, just get on with it, just do this, just do that, just this, just go and have the conversation with that person. You know what I mean? Anyone that says, just go and do something, I mean it, they do not understand what they're asking you to do. It's so powerful the hold that the unconscious has over you and to somehow make you feel like you should just be able to go and lose weight or just go to the gym or make the sales calls or just go and be happy does you such a big injustice and also can end up making you feel like such a bloody failure because somehow you're not able to do it even though maybe the person that told you to do it can do it. Does this make sense? But I tell you now, I work with businesses, you know, they've done 10 million pounds, 14 million pounds, all the way down to startups. And I'm telling you now, whilst a 10 million pound may not have the same hangups as you have, they still have their own hangups. There's still someone above them who may be doing 50 million pounds saying to them, just fucking do that. Just do this. Just go on the stock market. Just do, right? just, just split your shares, whatever it might be, right? So this is how it works, right? It's easy for someone to say, just do it when it's not their shit. Does this make sense? Just go and be happy. But guess what? That's people who are already happy and everything else, right? Or they at least the mechanisms to have the thought process when they're feeling unhappy to say, you know what, I can turn this around. But tell someone that doesn't have that thought pattern, someone that doesn't have that unconscious programming to just somehow do something they've never learned to do. It's crazy, right? So don't do yourself any more injustice, right? You're a human being and every human being, I don't care how high a performing one they are, they still have their own shit. What you do is you consistently recondition your unconscious to behave in different ways. And what happens is, is when you overcome yourself, you know, in small things, then it becomes easier to overcome yourself in the bigger things. So it gets easier and easier to become the person that doesn't let fear overwhelm them. But to say to someone who's fearful, don't be fearful, is crazy. And to say to someone who's fearful, like, you know, just stop being fearful, stop doing fear in somehow or other, right? It's crazy. But if they get involved in the loop and they start working on themselves around their fear, and you probably have to work really hard, even around a little fear, but then you conquer that fear, then the brain gets that new programming and that new programming says, okay, so we can overcome fear. So the next time you have a fear that's getting in the way, there's that little bit of reference now that you have. 
Does this make sense? And as the reference files fill up with the new data, then you have better stuff to call upon so that you have better actions and reactions and perceptions and thoughts and everything else in the future so you become a much more higher functioning human being. Does this make sense? So I know this is really deep and I could take you on such a rabbit hole with this stuff. But the bottom line is you're not the boss the unconscious is. It's running the show, okay? And if you want to create change in your life, it's understanding it's not about just trying to do different because most of us, we're we're really battling ourselves on a daily basis to do the things that we want to do to get the result we want. But it's such a battle, and it's a battle that can end up knocking our confidence and lowering our self-esteem and making us feel worse about ourselves. But the bottom line is really simple. We're coming from the problem at the wrong place. We want to go right back and understand, right? How do I recondition? reprogram my unconscious okay and you have to go really really a long way back okay this stuff's been building and building and building over time the good news is your unconscious is always learning so when you show your unconscious a better route and that better route does work it will remember and it will give you that option to do that again next time. Not just take that new route in the future but it will allow you to say next time there's a better way and that little 1%, 5%, we say there's a better way, the unconscious is more likely to listen to you and entertain you when last time it worked. So think about this, right? Imagine a bus. The unconscious is the bus driver. You're sitting at the back of the bus, okay? You are never going to be able to drive the bus, all right? It's impossible. It's biomechanically impossible. You're always going to be a passenger, So if my bus driver is the Route 57 and it always does the Route 57 route because that's the route it does and that's the route it's learned to do, every time my bus driver goes out there, it's always going to take Route 57. But if I want to take a shortcut somewhere or a new route somewhere because it's going to give me a better result, okay, I can't drive the bus. I can't just make it happen. I can't just JFDI this shit. The driver is driving, I'm sitting in the back of the bus with my little pretend steering wheel, licking the windows, thinking that I'm driving the bus, but I'm not driving the bus, I'm witnessing the journey unfold. So how do you get the bus to take a different route? There's only one way you're going to do that. You have to encourage, re-educate the driver. You've got to win the driver over. So if we're talking about the unconscious, 40 times faster, a million times more powerful and responsible for 95, 99% of everything you think you're going to do, and that's an elephant, and I say to that elephant, right, you've got to catch that elephant, you can't run after the elephant, it's too fast. You can't wrestle it to the ground, even if you've got hold of it, it's way too powerful. What do you do? You outthink it, you outsmart it. And that's what the, uh, the conscious can do. Because whilst the unconscious has all the power And whilst the unconscious is ultimately driving the bus and driving your life, it isn't all that smart. The unconscious in fear mode is like 18 months to two years old. The unconscious in all other emotions are anywhere between five or six years old in terms of its intelligence. Your conscious self is you. You know, you're 35 years old, 45, 55, 65, 75. You are smart, really, really smart, okay, compared to the unconscious So just like the elephant, really powerful, really fast, but not all that clever, you have to use the one advantage that you have, which is you have to outsmart it. And it's the same thing with my bus. I have to outsmart my driver. My driver is sitting there saying, no, 57, we always go 57. We always turn left at this road. We always turn right at Maple Street. And you're saying, yeah, but if we went left, there could be this better thing there. 
And he says, yeah, there might be, but it might be worse. We always go right and right's always worked for us because if you're 45 years old, for 45 years old, for 45 years, you've turned right or for a big chunk of that, you've always turned right. So when something comes up and you've, you know, you respond with fear and you're still alive, guess what? Fear works. So your brain's going to keep throwing you fear in that situation. If you're not used to speaking up because you spoke up as a kid, like I did once, and then you made or you were made to feel stupid, and then you thought, right, I'll never put my hand up again. And every time you never put your hand up, you never felt stupid, it worked. But now you're 40 odd years old and it's holding you back in life because you're metaphorically and literally not putting your hand up. So, of course, we want to get in there and say, right, get to the bus driver. We have to outsmart it. So we have to start saying to the bus driver, but look, you know, if we go down this route, there's this really good reward over here. The bus driver will resist to varying degrees. If you're working on something super deep rooted in yourself, it will fight you really hard. If it doesn't really care about something, it will let you have a say and it may well go your route. The stuff we're doing when we're looking at personal development, for example, which is the only foundations of trying to create any kind of change in your business or life, change you so you can change your actions and behaviors to create the outside external world, then the only thing you'll do is go into personal development. And when you go into personal development, the big shit is the stuff that's really holding you back. And therefore, it's quite often the hardest stuff to tackle, but you have to tackle it in order to get the result. So you have to keep working away at your driver. You have to keep winning it over. You have to saturate yourself, your unconscious, with the positivity of this new route. So there's three ways that we learn. We learn through direct experience, witness experience, and taught experience. And what we need to do is we need to re-educate ourselves through new experiential learning, new witness learning, and through new teachings. So by reading books about your heroes, autobiographies, about how being brave in business is important and how handling the ups and downs, you know, is such an important part of life. And you keep reading that stuff. What you're doing is you're learning, right? But obviously it has to undo a lot of what you've already learned. So, you know, you can't just read one book and then go and implement. If again, if it was that easy, we've all read uh, multiple personal development books. You don't read one book, you go out and change your life. Most of them are pretty good. You just do one of them, implement it. Even the worst ones are still pretty good. You'd have a, certainly a much better life if you implemented it, but most people don't. You have to keep reading the book. Maybe you have to hear something 10 times, 20 times. Maybe you have to hear it like 100 times, and then suddenly you get that little spark that goes, oh, yeah, and suddenly you create the change at, seemingly out of the blue. Makes sense? Like suddenly something seems to change inside of you. I'm sure you can resonate with this and relate to this. Something where, you know, you had to hear it over and over and over and over and over again. And then some, and eventually something clicked and something changed inside you. That's it. Repetition, repetition. So we learn. We have to reteach ourselves, re-educate ourselves. The next thing we have to do is want better witnessed experiences. So get you around environments of people who are doing it the way that you want to do it because the, the visual okay, proof that this is the new right way will really quickly start to educate your unconscious. So the quickest way of changing who you are is to change who you're around and the environment you're around. You see, if I, st- if I hang around people that think like me and people that do like me, it reinforces what I'm doing. But if I put myself in an environment where people are not like me, doing it different and getting the result that I would want, the brain, trust me, will start making that link very quickly. It's like, how many? We're doing this and we've got this. You'll look at your old friend- friendship group saying, hang on, they're doing it this way and they've got that as well. These people are doing it this way and they're getting this new result. And the brain, by the way, the unconscious is still a bit stupid. It will still sit there like, oh, yeah, um, something's going on here and it will still scratch its chin and work it out but eventually it will click and it will get that this is the new way 
Make sense? The quickest way of learning is to give yourself new experiences. So yeah, you know what the JFDI crowd, you know, just, you know, pick up the phone, do a sales call, get a sale. Trust me, you'll be like, wow, man, this sales stuff's really good. What are the chances you're going to pick up the phone, make one sales call and get a sale? Like one in a hundred or something, maybe one in a thousand. So of course, you pick up the phone, you make the sales call, you fail. That failure feels horrible, it feels painful, feels miserable. Maybe get embarrassed, whatever it might be, feel stupid. So then what happens is like the bus driver sitting there saying, I can't believe you made me do that. I can't believe you took me that way, told you it didn't work, and you've actually reinforced the old route. So the important thing is this here, you try new things, okay? You try new things, you put yourself out there, you're probably gonna fail because you're not used to doing it. It's really important then that you have to doubly sell that it was the right thing to do in that moment. This is why when we positively reinforce children, it's not to the result, it's the behavior that we reward. If we're doing good parenting, we don't sit there and say, that's a beautiful painting, you did so well, well done. And if they do a bad painting, you don't sit there and say, that's a terrible painting, bad boy. What do you do? You say, oh, brilliant job, well done. I'm so, I'm so impressed with how you keep painting. I'm so impressed with, makes sense? You're positively enforcing something. Because otherwise, you go down this new route, you fail, you get slapped around the, the back of the head or something, you feel really bad about it, and you just go down the old route again. So this is what you've got to do. Get yourself in new environments with people who absolutely are doing it the way that you need to do it and want to do it but can't do it. Put yourself in those environments because it's one of the quickest ways of learning. You'll then more easily, more readily be able to just JFDI it, right? You'll then be able to do it yourself and try yourself. Then hopefully you'll win. If you win, trust me, your brain's going to very quickly, the driver's going to say, okay, I'll give it to you and that one, that was a better route. And then next time it will find it much more easy to go that route. Chances are, though, you're going to fail. You're going to fuck it up. The bus driver's going to say, see, I told you. And your job then is to go, oh, my God, saturate myself with, I'm a good boy, I'm a good boy, not because of the result or the outcome, but because this was the right thing to do. Make sense? I feel good about it because it was the right thing to do, and it's still the right thing to do. And as long as your brain gets the reward for it, it's still more likely to allow you to try again and go again. Most of us, we struggle to reward ourselves in that way. So once again, the environment we're talking about has to be one that also supports that kind of encouragement. Most people do not have those kind of people around them in their lives where, you know, they're not judging the outcome. What they're doing is judge, judging the personal growth. They're not saying something like, for example, well, you fucked that up, but you know what? Wow, man, I'm so impressed with you for just going up there and doing it. I'm so impressed with you for, you know, continually sticking with this. I'm so impressed with you the way you challenge yourself. Most of us, we're not surrounded by those kinds of people. We're judging our results. They're judging our results. What we need to do is be in environments where people support us for the change we're creating, where people support us for what it is we're actually doing, which is the right thing to do rather than necessarily the right result. Does this make sense? The right result will come when we consistently do the right things. But to consistently do the right things, I need to be sold on them in the first place. I then need to do it. I then need to feel good about doing it. Even if the outcome's not right, then I can continually develop that new pattern and the behavior, whew, exhausting, but it's the only way you are ever, ever going to create change in your life. It's what we do at the absolute fundamentals at success groups, constant education, an environment that supports people in being who they need to be. I always say this, you're probably surrounded by people who are treating you for who you were, right? At success groups, what we say is, right, you tell us where you're going. You, you tell us your goals. We treat you for the person we see in front of us and where you're heading. We don't treat you for the person that you once were. And that means you get to absolutely start afresh. 
And what it means is we create environments that support people in doing the right things. We have goal setting and accountability and all this stuff, and it's all massively rewarding. And you know what? I'm going to tell you this right now. Rarely is the outcome as important as taking the action. Wow, man, did I have an argument with some coaches over this many years ago, six, seven years ago. Massive argument. I was never going to win it. I said, rarely in life is the outcome as important as taking action. They're like, no, no, no. It's all about the, act- the outcome, and you've got to go for the outcome, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but more often than not, you fail to get the outcome. And if it's all about the outcome and I fail, then I'm never going to get the conditioning to learn to do it differently. I mean, I'm not, I'm never going to get the reward that I need, the feel, the feel good factor that enables me to continue with the new way of being till I do get that victory, till I do get those wins. They weren't having it. But here's the truth, right? Get yourself an environment. I say this, right? I've got one for you. Success Groups is a ready-built environment that constantly leans against the unconscious, continually re-educating you. But more importantly, it's like throwing information over you to constantly saturate the unconscious with new thinking patterns, new thought patterns, new new behaviors, rewarding those behaviors. And it absolutely goes through the whole of our DNA at this club because it's the only way that we can create real change in the external world is by creating real change on the internal world in us and to do that it's not easy it, it isn't a case of just fucking do it you know if it was that easy we'd all be slim we'd all be healthy we'd all have be millionaires does this make sense it's we know it's not that easy we have to do the hard work of getting into ourselves, develop ourselves. we have to grow ourselves, and we have to mold ourselves and shape ourselves into the person we need to be in order to go out and create the life that we're trying to create and the business that we're trying to build Nice one, guys. Thanks for that. Food for thought. Unfortunately, I can't give you any magic pills. That's as close as I've got. This is how it works. This is how you create change. And it does work when you consistently show up. If for whatever reason you're a business owner that hasn't yet hit 100K or more, I've got a webinar, the six-figure fast track that I'd like to invite you to. If you go to biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track, there's a webinar there specifically designed with the five-figure service-based business in mind. And it takes you through the mind the business model and the methodology, the day-to-day methodology that you need to have in place in order to take your business to 100k in revenue or more in the next 12 months or less. I'll drop that link into the description as well. Please get yourself onto that webinar and get you and your business on the fast track. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. This is part of your environment. Let me continually talk to you unconscious. Let me just keep selling you new ideas, new ways of doing things so that you can take the action you need to and become the person you need to to get the result that you want out of life. Awesome, guys. Until next time, as always, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 